1: Locked on 49ers with John Lund. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome in, Locked on 49ers. John Lund from KBR Radio in San Francisco and pre- and post-game for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, we'll get you caught up in a lot of things on today's podcast. Day number two from Denver. How did that uh, practice go? Joint practice tomorrow, by the way, on the podcast. Tune in, we'll give you a full preview of the Broncos and the 49ers on Saturday. Three things you got to know about your 49ers. We'll talk a little bit about the quarterbacks, a little bit of an offensive line uh, shuffle that I actually gave you a heads up on a couple of weeks ago as well. An interview, Blaine Gabbert met with the media today. How did things go? Apparently a little bit better in today's joint practice than it did on Wednesday. We got a question of the day that's an interesting one as well, and we'll go inside the numbers. Uh, By the way, love to get questions from you, so make sure that you will follow me on Twitter, at John Lund Radio, that's at John Lund Radio, make sure you follow me, and then just use the hashtag Locked On 49 ers and I'll answer any and all of your questions to the best of my ability. Without further ado, Thursday, August 18th, three things you gotta know about your 49ers right now. Three Alright, well for once we won't start with quarterbacks. We're going to start with an offensive line shuffle. Now, I told you a couple of weeks back that Anthony Davis could be moved to right guard. Of course, Davis took a year off. Uh, he seems much better. He's in good physical condition. Uh, he kind of seems like a different guy and uh, he has mended fences with the 49ers, all those things a couple of weeks ago. And if you had listened, you could have impressed your friends with a little bit of inside knowledge. I was tipped off a couple of weeks ago that maybe Anthony Davis would be moving inside to right guard. Now, Nothing's permanent, and he only in today's second joint practice with the Broncos went for about eight plays. But they wanted to see him at right guard because Trent Brown has worked out so well at right tackle. He's probably going to win that spot. Although Davis hasn't been bad, it's just maybe they're trying to get a kind of a uh, road grader unit on the right side, with which would have three hundred fifty plus pound, six foot eight Trent Brown at right tackle, and then three hundred thirty plus pound Anthony Davis at right guard Uh, Davis, by the way, hadn't played right guard uh, since his freshman year at Rutgers. So it would be a bit of a change. And some people were worried if Anthony Davis could, or excuse me, if uh, Trent Brown at right tackle, as big as he is, could keep up with the pace of chip Kelly's offense. But so far he's been doing that. So the offensive line should Davis be the right guard would be, of course, Joe Staley, a mainstay at left tackle entering his 10th year Uh, left guard, Zane Beatles. Although, it was assumed he was the starter, but first-round pick Josh Garnett from Stanford has gone from the right side to the left side. Now, maybe that's just for versatility reasons, or he could be taking Beatles' spot. Beatles, of course, signed in the offseason, has the same agent as Joe Staley. They had been working well together, but Garnett's picking things up as well. Uh, Daniel Kilgore would be your center, and then you'd have that big right side. Of course, Andrew Tiller is still very good on that side And they need to have some depth as well. Eric Pierce is always better as a swing tackle as well. Marcus Martin is in there somewhere as well, although he has been disappointing to this point. So still shuffling along the offensive line, but interesting to see, as I had heard a couple weeks ago, that Anthony Davis at least was tried at right guard. So keep your eye on that, although Tiller's been good, Garnett's good, and uh, you got uh, Zane Beatles on the left side as well. So that could change a little bit. Interesting to see Anthony Davis At right guard. All right, number two on the three things you got to know in your three downs. Another day, another discussion about, of course, quarterbacks. Colin Kaepernick didn't throw on seven and seven drills today when it mattered, but he did throw about 40 balls by some count uh, on the sideline today. Not hard, not difficult, just warming up the arm. He did throw a little bit, but not officially on the field in seven-on-seven drills. Now, look, I've been saying this for weeks. Again, call off the competition. It wasn't much of a competition. Kaepernick, as I've said many times, had those three surgeries, and I don't think it was realistic for him to come back and compete for a job when he really just started throwing the first day of camp, probably overdid a little bit. Uh, You throw about 85 to 100 balls in camp per day as a quarterback, had that offseason of uh, inactivity, so Colin Kaepernick will not play Saturday And the Niners hope to get him ready next week, they say. The QB rotation, by the way, Saturday should be uh, Blaine Gabbert for about a quarter. And then Jeff Driscoll, the rookie, of course, out of Louisiana Tech, who, of course, played at Florida, quarter second and three. And then Christian Ponders playing uh, catch-up, of course, the former first-round pick in 2011. He should probably play in the fourth quarter. Look for the quarterback rotation to be that on Saturday in Denver. And finally, number three in three downs after struggling against the NFL's top defense in Denver on Wednesday. A little bit of a glimmer of hope for the offense for 49ers fans. The unofficial count, and I never trust these, uh, a lot of factors go into it, but I'll give them to you anyway because I think people like them. Blaine Gabbert, 8 of 13 in the red zone drill with TD passes to Quentin Patton. That'd be nice. And two to tight end Garrick Selleck. Now that may not seem like a big deal, but Gabbert has struggled with accuracy in camp especially in the red zone. So maybe the extra reps, and I said this earlier, I'd like to see them name a starter. I think maybe the extra reps with Kaepernick out for a week now uh, have given him, Blaine Gabbert I'm speaking of, maybe a little continuity with the receivers and maybe better connecting with the receivers. The two, of course, split reps before Cap was injured last week. It's been a week and a day now since Kaepernick hasn't thrown. And one other note, even though I just gave you three downs, I gave you the three things you got to know. Hall of Famer Charles Haley working with the pass rushers in camp. Uh, he's been there about a week, and Chip Kelly said smartly that, Chip Ke- uh, that uh, Charles Haley can stay as long as he wants. Now he's scheduled to hang out about another week, and it seems to be working. Tank Carradine, who I said needed to flash in this next preseason game, had a couple sacks versus the Broncos and drills. And again, don't make too much of it, but he did look good uh, on the field today. So there you go. There's three downs. Those are the three things you got to know today about your 49ers. It's, today's, it's time for today's interview. Blaine Gabbard, as I said, struggled earlier in camp. He's getting some more reps. He was more accurate today in camp. And, of course, it can't hurt in joint practices to go up against the best defense in the NFL to see where you're at. So let's see what Blaine Gabbard thought of day two in Denver with the joint practices. Today's featured interview. Yeah, we were
0: clicking. Um, I think we missed maybe one throw, but uh, for the most part, guys were running hard. Offensive line did a tremendous job blocking that front. That front seven and uh, just deliver the ball on time. And the guys made some plays. You mentioned young guys. Are you seeing progress from some of those young wide receivers? I mean, we're talking about the rookies and the, and the, and the first year guys. Anybody kind of up? Yeah, and up? the guy that's really stood out the last couple of days with Bruce being out is DeAndre White. I mean, he's had to take a lot of reps. Him and Bryce, especially in the slot. Um, I mean, they've been running their tails off. It's been it's been tough work for him. But for guys like that, it's the experience going against the ones the twos uh so it's invaluable um the more reps they get the more comfortable they get in this system it's just going to help them in the long run they've done run this job You know it's not up to you but would you like to get more reps on saturday night than you did last week i think the more reps you get in a game the more comfortable you're going to get you're going to get into a rhythm um i think we only played maybe six or seven minutes and that's pretty typical for the first game um there's some ups and downs but we scored a touchdown that's what we wanted to get out of it and uh, we'll see kind of how this week goes. I don't know what the playing time is going to be like. Uh, coach will decide that here later this week, but it's a game. Whenever out there, we're playing, playing our tails off until he tells us to come out. Are you encouraged by where the running game is right now? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> I think we had 160 yards in the first half last week, had some big runs today, and it's really tough in practice to see kind of how the runs hit um, because safeties aren't forced to make tackles. Linebackers kind of just say they tackle the back, but... In the game, those are arm tackles, but uh, our running game, the offensive line, the running backs are doing a great job kind of opening up holes.
1: Does it help to have a complement of different types of backs?
0: Yeah, all our backs are running hard. Carlos, Mike, I mean, Kelvin, Sean Drone, Kendall Gaskins. These guys these guys get downhill, and um, they're not slight backs. They, they pack a punch when they get hit, and uh, anytime you can break a tackle or two and get five extra yards, that's the difference between a couple first downs a game. Yeah, they're a quality team. Um, just the type of players that they have, the way they play the game, um, and they play that their scheme extremely well. Uh, they complement each other, and like I said, it's it was a great challenge for us to come out here and get some work in versus those guys because they are they are a good group. Uh, we saw that <laughs> last year, and um, I think we stacked up pretty well against them. With on him. It's a, it's great to have him in the quarterback room. Uh, we've been friends for a while. We trained together, coming out in the draft, kind of in, in 2011. So uh, it's a good bud. It's good to have him in the room, familiar face, and it's gonna be fun working with him.
1: All right, there you go. There's Blaine Gabbert. He's gonna start. Like I said, probably play about a quarter against Denver on Saturday. And even though he made the 43-yard touchdown pass to Vance McDonald, I wouldn't say he was. Even good in the first game. Wildly, not wildly inaccurate. That's not that's not an accurate word to say. But uh, just some balls that he definitely would like to have back. The first one, to Carlos Hyde, which was a confidence builder. One into the ground to, to uh, Patton. Uh, one on the sideline to Patton. Just did not look sharp. Did have a couple of nice runs. But more consistency. I'm sure they'll get some early stuff in there. And uh, we'll see what Blaine Gabbert brings to the table. That is today's interview. Finally, somebody had an interesting, not finally that an interesting question, but finally... Let's get to the question of the day, and it's an interesting one. Time for your 49ers questions. All right, it was asked a couple of questions this week, and again, your questions at John Lund Radio on Twitter and use the hashtag locked on 49ers. Uh, I was asked somebody who needs a big game on Saturday, and I think there's two. I think number one, Kenneth Acker, who intercepted. Uh, Broncos first-rounder Paxton Lynch in drills today. He was a 13-game starter. Gave up two touchdowns in week one, preseason week one, against the Texans. So I would say him. There's an increased, and this is good news for 49ers fans, increased depth at the cornerback position uh, in game number one. Maybe the most impressive defensive player. Well, two of them that I saw. Uh, Obviously, Chris Davis was very good in the uh, the slot. I'd like to see that continue. He was very good and has had a very good camp. But Jimmy Ward on the outside, moving from the slot corner to outside, he and Tremaine Brock, I think, can solidify those positions. And Ward was very good in press man in game number one. So with with those two and with the uh, emergence, I think Dante Johnson, some size, Richard Robinson at LSU, uh, a mid-rounder with some size. I think Kenneth Acker may have some trouble making the team, so he needs uh, a big game in number two. And then the receivers, I've been talking about them a lot. Uh, Bruce Ellington's been down with an ankle this week, so it's given DeAndre White and Bryce Treggs uh, time in the slot. And then Quentin Patton, I think, needs to make some plays. I continue to say him just because, look, he had 30 catches last year. He's had 36 for his career. That's not very much, but when you look at these guys outside of Torrey Smith and Jerome Simpson, there just isn't guys who have made plays. So I'm staring squarely at Quentin Patton to make some plays, but any of these young guys to step up – I'm not hearing that the Bruce Ellington ankle is a big thing, but again, he's been nicked throughout his career, so who knows? It's given some guys an opportunity in the slot. I know that Kelly likes Ellington in the slot, but he hasn't – or he didn't practice today. So anybody who could step up with a receiver core, uh, I'd like to see that. And by the way, I've been asked if the 49ers made an attempt to get Doriel Green Beckham, the kid who in college was one of the top recruits in the country, went to Oklahoma, had problems, went to Missouri, left there early – And then the Titans, some people say it was a fit. Some people say he came in overweight. People, I've said he he came in overweight. He got traded from the Titans to the Eagles for a backup offensive lineman. Uh, I was told that the 49ers uh, weren't ever uh, serious or in any talks, I should say, uh, with the Titans to acquire him. Some people were asking if they tried because they're so inexperienced with receivers. I haven't heard anything uh, of that sort. So there you go. There's some questions always and each Locked on 49ers podcast with your questions. And again, at John Lund Radio, use the hashtag Locked on 49ers for those questions. All right, tomorrow on Locked on 49ers, a full preview Friday. Players, coaches, previews, players to watch. And if you got questions, uh, use hashtag Locked on 49ers at John Lund Radio. A full preview tomorrow of Broncos 49ers, which should be a good test uh, in Denver for the 49ers specifically Offensively, and they hopefully they can get to those quarterbacks as well and get some uh, pass rush going. But we'll get into that tomorrow on Locked On 49ers. There's your Locked On 49ers po- uh, podcast for August 18th, a Thursday. Tomorrow, full preview. It's Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On 49ers with John Lund. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.